from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com. You will find the archive anytime by simply clicking on the show archive on wakeupcalldt.com. You can also, right under the MixLR live feed, you can click on the RSS feed, the Wake Up Call DT app powered by Podbean, and the Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora iTunes podcast. By clicking on any of those, you'll get over 800 shows, including this one, which is a early National Signing Day special that I am proud to have here on the broadcast. Signing Day is typically that first full week of February, that Wednesday. Well, now the NCAA has added this initial signing day, which is December 20th of this year. And so Syracuse had the opportunity to sign their players on early, whether or not they're enrolling early. And I'm proud to have on this broadcast, Anthony Queeley, wide receiver from Lake Nona High School in Orlando, Florida. Anthony, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing very well, Anthony. And you and I have spoken before. I've had you on the show here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And always a good time to talk with you. Love the energy that you bring. I, I told you off the air, and i got to put it on the air here, that I go down to Orlando all the time, do a lot of work with my company down in Orlando, Florida, and I saw that Lake Nona sign, and I took a picture in your honor. So just, you know, show me that love for Lake Nona. Tell me about Lake Nona. Uh, you know, Lake Nona, where do I start? You know, I've been here for a long time now, been in Orlando for most of my life, and, you know, lived in Lake Nona for a long time, and it's just pretty much my support system, you know, my stepping stool, this is where I come back to everything, this is where I grew up and everything, so, I mean, I have a lot of love for Lake Nona, the people in Lake Nona are just wonderful, I mean, the support that they give me uh, alone is just out of this world, and I just have a lot of love for Lake Nona, man. What is special about Lake Nona? What can you say about the community? Um, I'm going to say the people. You know, the people as a whole, uh, they don't care who you are. Uh, they always have a great attitude. Uh, the support is unbelievable, like I said. Um, and it's just a great environment. And when you look at the environment that you have down in Orlando, Florida, I mean, Orlando's fun. It's exciting. It's, it's definitely, you know, you got the weather, you got Disney, you got Universal. There's a lot going on down there. What do you typically do down in Orlando? Are you going to Disney? Are you going to Universal? Are you going to the beach? What do you typically do? Well, <laughs> if I say this, some Orlando people might get mad at me, but I lived in Orlando for most of my life, and I've never been to Disney. So <laughs> wow. So I, I, wouldn't do, I wouldn't say that, but um, uh, stuff that we do on it was pretty much like hang out with our friends and, and go to the movies and things like that. But that's pretty much what I do. So I got to ask you, when you talk about the movies, what movies do you like to go out and see? What's What's been some of those movies? I mean, there's a lot of movies that have come out lately. What's kind of your thing? What do you like to go to see? You know, I like different genres of, uh, of movies and everything, but I would have to go with scary movies, like horror and thriller. And pretty much my favorite movie to see is The Conjuring. Oh. No, I just love that series. Uh, that The movies always keep me in suspense, and it's just crazy, man. I just love it. 
You ain't right, man. That's so. That's like the one movie I wouldn't go see. Oh, you're crazy! <laughs> you're crazy, <laughs> man. I don't see, but this is the thing. I don't want to get. I don't want to pay to have somebody make me go home, and I'm gonna keep all the lights on. I don't want to see anything. Like, cause the thing is, cause isn't it about like it's isn't the conjuring like they come out of that like chest and it's like a little person or it's like a little spirit or something? I'm not doing yeah. any of that stuff, man. I don't like any of that it's, stuff. It's crazy because it's all based on a true story, so that's what makes it like really interesting. No, that's what makes it terrifying. That's what makes you want to shut it. You just, you shut it down. You shut it down. You got, see, what I would do is I'd be the guy, you'd be going to watch the movie. I'd be the guy in the film room taking the reel off going, nobody needs to see this. That's what I'd be doing. Oh, but I'm liking it. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I'm messing around. Listen, because on my, on my timeline on Twitter here, you know, The Conjuring, they got like, I don't know, like the third one, the fourth one, whatever the heck it is coming out. And they they were trying to, you know, they're trying to promote it. So it shows up on my timeline. I didn't know I could do this. I clicked on the thing and I put, I don't like this tweet. And then it disappeared. So I don't have to see it no more. But there's, I mean, do you see every Conjuring movie? Uh, I have. There's the Conjuring 1 and Conjuring 2. I'm pretty sure that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, so I've seen the rest of the series. So you, you like the Conjuring. You like... You like this, like, demonic, these spirits, it's based on a true story. I mean, doesn't it make you, I mean, when it's when they say it's based on a true story, doesn't that make you want to go home and, you know, be in a room with all the lights on and, you know, have, have like, a crowbar by the door and maybe have a Bible next to you? I mean, doesn't it make you feel a little bit strange? <laughs> no, my dad asks me that question every time I bring up The Conjuring, but don't judge me, but I just think it's interesting, man. And if it's based on a true story, that just brings my attention even more, you know? It's just, I don't know, man. I just love it, man. It's interesting, and I like it. Listen, Anthony, I like you as a person, but, you know, something crazy about you, man. I don't know what it is. But but here's my thing. My cousin Nico and my little brother, he's from, he's, uh, from Peru. And uh, we're first cousins, but I treat him like a brother. I mean, we're closer than cousins. And he, every time I hang out with him, he tries to get me to go to see it. I mean, he's going to he's gonna be sitting there listening to this interview on playback like a hundred times going, look at Dan, you're covering this team Syracuse. You've been covering them for years. Here's this guy, Anthony Queeley. This is a sign from God that you need to come watch these movies with me. You know, He's been liking these movies forever, man. Maybe, maybe if you and him, both of you were like, all right, listen, we're all, we're going to go see it. Maybe if it's, you know, if it's that way, maybe I'll give it a shot. But I will tell you, I went to go see it. I did go see it. And how was that? <laughs> it was good, man. Because you know, I don't know what it was. I don't like scary movies, but something inside of me was like, "You gotta go see this." And then I watched the original. And uh-huh. did you see the original? I have not. I only see the 2017 version. All right. So I saw the original, and it was the night before. And in order to watch a scary movie, I'm a comedian. I like making people laugh. So. Yeah. I wanted to see this. I, I was like, okay, I got to find something funny in the original to help me deal with this. And there's this awesome, awesome part. And it, and I didn't see the whole one. I didn't see the whole movie. I, I turned it on at this one time. I'm watching with my wife. And this guy, it was John Ritter. He's um, he's kissing kissing this girl. And he looks in the mirror. And he has he all of a sudden has like the clown makeup on his face. And he has and then like she has the balloon clown pants. And she backs up, and it's not her anymore. It's the clown. And he looks at he looks at the guy, and he goes, 
kiss me, fat boy. And I was like, this, <laughs> this is the moment that I can think about when I want to cry in the middle of the theater. And that's, that's what helped me get, get by with everything. Oh my gosh. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to get, you know, you and I are going to have to get matching t-shirts that say, kiss me, fat boy on it. Then I'll feel better. <laughs> oh man. But it was good. But no, the new it was good. I love it though. Cause people were asking me they hadn't seen it yet. They're like, do any kids die? And I gave him that face. I gave him like the Chappelle face with that, with the eye going out the side. And they're like, is it violent? And I was like, do you, did you watch the preview? Do you know what this is about? You said no already. I mean, I was like, I'm telling you, like the first five minutes, this little kid gets savage. Like his arm gets bit off. I was like, <laughs> but you know, you like this stuff. And I mean, like this is, so what is your favorite scary movie of all time? I would have to say The Conjuring too. Oh my God, man! I don't know. And how about you, man? I don't know about that. See, does anybody in your family do, do they watch it, or do you go by yourself? Oh, oh no, they're the opposite. They hate it. <laughs> yeah, they hate it, man. So, are your friends down with this? Or are you going to the theater by yourself? Oh no, my. It's weird because like I like the scary movies, and some of my other friends like the scary movies too. So, it's just a perfect match, and we just go together. All right, fair enough. Do you now, are, is this a thing you're going to be doing in Syracuse? I mean, when they give you a chance to go out and you watch your film and you practice, you did your thing, are you going to be, like, trying to find a way to get out to the movie theater and watch the newest, greatest scary movie? Is that going to be something you continue? Oh, oh yeah. That's a, that's a done deal already, man. <laughs> I'm already planning on going with my roommate and everything, and if he doesn't want to go, I force him. Bro, <laughs> uh, it's going to be a good movie, man. We should just go. Yeah, we already got to set up. It's a done deal, man. And I'm going to be in the corner of the theater, and I'm going to go. I'm going to be standing up there shaking my head, go, and I'll see you walk in. I'm going to go, that's a You're damn crazy. shame. That's a damn <laughs> shame. <laughs> I'm just gonna, And I'm just going to walk out. I'm going to be there for a minute just so you see me when you're going to The Conjuring 16. It's too much, man. So... So, you like scary movies. Okay, fair enough. Do you scare your friends? Do you like pulling pranks? Uh, it's kind of weird because sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. But, um, yeah, I would say that I love uh, pulling pranks on my friends. Okay, fair enough. What's the best prank you ever pulled? Uh, I haven't gone deep into, like, um, pulling pranks on my friends. But one prank that I would pull is, you know... If, like, we had some kind of uh, get-together and one of my friends automatically, like, fall asleep, I'm getting my other friends and I'm like, bro, yeah, we should, like, pour, like, some hot um, hot sauce on their face or pour some water on their face, some whipped cream, <laughs> and just wake them up, bro. Why would you do that? And so that's pretty much it, man. <laughs> oh, man. See, I'm going to tell you I'm gonna tell you about my best prank that I think I ever okay. pulled, okay? Okay. So it was, like, on say, do you, well, first of all, because I know – See, I'm not old, but I'm 32, and I know you're younger. Did you ever? Do you know what Saved by the Bell is? No. That's a damn shame. See, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to educate you, Anthony. We're going to have to sit down and have an education period on TV, movies, getting you right with life. You can listen. You can. You get me to like scary movies. I'm going to educate you on good television. That's what we're going to do. All right, all right, cool. Sounds good. So there was a show called Saved by the Bell back in the 80s. Oh, my God. Ooh, ah. And probably in the 90s. So the, it was a really good show. And I watched on the show that they did this prank. So I wanted to see if I could pull it off. Now, I was a freshman in college. My buddy lived two doors down. His name, his name's Steve. 
And I was like, okay, I'm going to get Steve. So I needed rope for this prank. Don't ask me how I had rope in my house. I don't know. I had it. It was in, it was in my room. It was in the closet. I grabbed the rope. I tied his door to the janitor's closet across the way. What? So he woke up the next morning and tried to get out of his door. And every time he turned the knob, the door would fling back and lock on him. And he couldn't get out of his room. So all I heard him say was, Dan, I'm going to kill, get it. And then you just heard like every other word. And he, I think it took him like a half an hour. He almost didn't make it to class. And then two weeks later, I, I did it again. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so that's a good one. So if you ever want to take, if you ever want to try the rope one, the rope one works very well. And in my defense, Steve declared war on me first. So I told him, as an Italian and Hispanic man, whatever I do from here is on you. It's your fault. It's not my fault. <laughs> I like it, man. I like it. So what I'm gonna do with you is I'm gonna I'm gonna put a treasure chest in your room, and I'm okay. gonna and I'm gonna have it open up in the middle of the night, and then I'm gonna have a hologram of a little person jumping out of it, and then I'm gonna see how much you like the Conjuring after that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it, man. So let's talk football here. For a little bit, man. Uh, Anthony, you know, you've you've been excited about Syracuse for a long time, since June 18th. So we're talking about June, July, August, September, October, November, December. You know, we're looking at, you've been dedicated to Syracuse for half a year to verbally commit on June 18th and then put your name on the dotted line on December 20th. Just bring me into the, the last half a year and, and what made you stay committed to Syracuse. Uh, you know, pretty much, you know, opportunity and everything. Uh, you know, I found what I was looking for. And once I pledged to something, I'm a man of my word. I'm going to keep on with it. So <clears throat> once I pledged to Syracuse on June 18th, uh, it was a done deal until signing day. I was not going anywhere else. Um, I was just sticking with Syracuse because I'm a man of my word. And when I make a pledge, I mean it. Um, but, um, I just stick with Syracuse because of opportunity and everything. Uh, with academics and athletics being high on my list, I feel like Syracuse can open so many doors for me in my future. And that was pretty much the best spot for me. And when you look at that, when you look at opportunity, what type of opportunity do you see at Syracuse? What made that the right place? Uh, just the opportunity of being coached under, you know, some high – high talented um, coaches and everything. And I feel like I have the opportunity to come in and make an impact my first year. So that was pretty much a big opportunity. And uh, going back to academics, I want to actually major in business and everything. And I feel like Syracuse has a great uh, business program, which would help me in the future. That coming from Anthony Queeley, Anthony Queeley. Coming to Syracuse in the 2018 incoming class as a true freshman from Lake Nona in Orlando, Florida. Anthony, to look at the receivers of Syracuse under Dino Babers, in his first season, Amba Adetawo came in as a transfer from Maryland, set a bunch of records. He leaves, you know, he he leaves as a record man. And then Steve Ishmael, who was recruited and came in from the previous coach, Scott Schaefer, Dino Babers with him last season helps him become the best he had ever been in his entire four years at Syracuse. 
when you look at what Dino's done with receivers in the last two years, what makes you so excited about being a part of this offense? Uh, what makes me so excited is that, of course, being coached under Dino Babers, he knows what he's doing. Um, he's been in this business for a, for a long time now, and pretty much the receivers are his babies and everything. So just being under coach, um, under coach Dino Babers is just pretty good for me because I feel like that he would uh, sit down and, and speak to the receivers, have one-on-one time with us, and actually try to help us to f- fulfill our potential. So I feel like he's the best man for that. And when you look at, you know, how you believe that Dino will help you fulfill your potential, what makes you believe in him in, in that way that he could be the coach to do it? What What is it about Dino that makes you believe that he's going to get the best out of you? Uh, because it's proven. Um, you know, the past receivers have came in and, you know, look where they're at now. You know, um, Amba, Steve Ishma, Herb, you know, they've been in the process. They've been coached on the Dino, Dino Babers, and they've had had success. And actually, I took my visit like a week ago and actually talking to him and speaking to him and sitting down at his house having breakfast with, with him. Um, you know, just the way he talks and the passion of, well, the passion that he has for the game is just unbelievable. And I feel like he would have, you know, put me in a good situation to be successful as a receiver at Syracuse University. When you look at that passion that, that Dino has for the game, how much of that, you know, comes through when you're sitting and talking with him? What can you say about his passion? I mean, I, I know from speaking with him that I would agree that he is a passionate person, that he speaks with purpose. But what makes you say that? Uh, what makes me say that is because, I mean, everything that he says is gospel. And, you know, like I said, he's passionate for the game. And it comes out every time he speaks. Every time. Even when he does not try, it, it immediately comes out. So, I mean, I respect him for that. He has passion for the game, and he can help me a long time. And in being a part of this offense, you know that not only has Dino been proven at Syracuse and before that, with helping young receivers come along. But Irv Phillips and Steve Ishmael, the top two receivers on the team, are gone. So bring me into that. I mean, this is an opportunity for you. There's there's guys that were redshirted last year. There's guys that played a little bit last year. And then, you know, there's you. I mean, we look at the 2017 incoming class, and Sherrod Johnson came into that class at receiver, and Ikeem Johnson, who played a little bit. Cam Jordan, who we didn't see. We didn't see... Sherrod, you know, uh, Russell Thompson Bishop, we didn't see from last year's class. So to bring those guys in, Dino kind of held on to them and put them in the background. And then to look at your class and who's coming in at Hendricks, Taj Harris, as well as yourself and Cooper Lutz, there's a bunch of receivers that have come in between last year and this year coming up that are going to build in the depth of Syracuse, but that people haven't seen before. What are you excited about in the fact that there is so many young receivers that are coming onto the team or on the team that nobody's seen yet? Uh, what makes me excited about that is that we have a lot of young receivers coming in. Well, uh, you know, we have pretty much the same mindset. So if we can build around each other and we can build on top of this program and immediately spurt out one year, or something like that, uh, we can actually have a big impact in this program, and we can actually turn it around. And 
to look at the opportunity that you have out there right now, this is open for the taking at the wide receiver position. Now, somebody like Dino says that, you know, every single year there's opportunity for you to get out on the field based on what you show, but not having those veterans out there on this team, not having the Ambas and the Irvs and the Steve Ishmaels leaves this door wide open. So speak to me on what your thoughts are about the environment of playing receiver at Syracuse, knowing that Syracuse not only needs depth at wide receiver, but they're going to need guys to step up as well. Of course, of course, it's very exciting for me because um, you're coming into a place where there is no solidified starter. So there is an open spot for anybody that wants it. And if you're coming in with a great mindset and trusting the process, uh, you have a great opportunity to play and possibly start. And it's just it's so exciting because it's up for the taking for anybody. So if you come in and you work hard, then that might that spot might be for you. And in having that opportunity in front of you, what is it that, you know, a two-part question for you, Anthony. Number one, what are your best attributes on the field as a receiver? And then secondly, what are the areas that you're going to work on the most at this time? Uh, my best attributes is probably my hands and the determination to catch the ball. And some of the weaknesses that I have to work on is probably some of my route running and everything. And that's pretty much it. When you look at route running, why is that a, a place of focus for you right now? What is it about it that you want to get better? Uh, pretty much making separation, breaking away from the defenders. And in doing that and having that opportunity, this is going to be a fast offense. It's built on speed. It's not It's not built for comfort of a defense. It's built on consistent speed, 70, 80, 100 okay. plays in a game. What makes okay. you excited about just going at full throttle all the time? Well, it makes me excited because I've ran the same exact offense on my high school, so I'm kind of familiar with it. Well, I am familiar with it. Uh, coming into an offense that has the same mindset as me, oh, I want to come at the defense, I don't want them to get any breaks, is, is comfort for me, man. And I'm just very excited to be a part of this offense. Speed is a huge synonymous word with the state of Florida. Speak to me about Floridian speed. Oh, it's out of this world. <laughs> I mean, you can't compare it to any state in this country. I mean, we sit alone in that category, and it's just unbelievable. What is it about the state of Florida that you – I mean, is it just – is is it the talent that, that – is it that innate talent that people are born with? I mean, the state of Florida preaches that – you know, they are that state to look at when it comes to recruiting, and then they back it up in in the players that come out of the state of Florida. Where do you give credit to Florida? What is it about the state of Florida? Because, you know, they say you can't teach speed, but for whatever reason, the air in Florida, the minerals in Florida, whatever it may be, you know, there's a lot of speed down there. I think it's the things that we're eating. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, pretty much, it's pretty much the mindset and wanting to get better. I mean, sometimes people are just born with that, you know, born as a genetic freak and everything and born with that kind of speed. But sometimes it's just the mindset and wanting to get better. And when you look at the state of Florida, speaking here with Anthony Queeley, before I let you go, from Lake Nona, wide receiver in Orlando, Florida, you're coming in with this class with Jaquarius Smith, outside linebacker from Lakeland, Juan Wallace Jr. from IMG, IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida, his teammate 
Andre Sisco, safety from IMG Academy as well. Akeem Dixon, running back from Vero Beach, Florida. Yourself from Lake Nona. And also Cam Jonas from Dwyer High School in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Just what you could say about representing the state of Florida with other guys and if you know much about these other guys. Uh, I mean, I do. I don't really know much about these guys, but um, I went on my official visit and I got to meet uh, Dre. I got to meet Cam and just to feel their heads a little bit. But, um, you know, it's pretty much the mindset. I mean, I met these guys and we clicked from the first moment because we both, we all want the same thing. And I'm just really happy about that, man. What is it that you that all you guys want? I mean, obviously you want to win, but what can you say as a collective among you? Uh, we want to be a part of something special, and we just want to build this program and, and do it for our team. Dino spoke on the fact that, you know, some people go to a program that's already doing well. They want to continue what's going on with that program. They want to go to a successful program. Other people want to be a part of establishing history in a program, going back to you know, the, the old days where the team used to be good, reestablishing that or establishing something new. What made you want to go to a program that needed help? Uh, what made me want to go to a program that needed help is because of opportunity. Um, we feel like that we can be a part of something special and actually create history by building this program up to where it's never been before. And I feel like that we have the kids that are in this 2018 class have a great chance of doing that. And in closing for you, Anthony, what makes you believe in the 2018 class? What makes this class special? What should people be excited about? Uh, They should be excited that we want to make this program different from others. Uh, We want to build. We want to make history. And we're just coming in with the same mindset that we all want to do great and we all want to help each other out. And finally for you, Anthony, if I had to ask you to make a mission statement for yourself, Anthony Queeley, besides Anthony Queeley likes the movie The Conjuring and everything about The Conjuring, if I asked you to describe yourself in in a sentence, what would that sentence be? Uh, the sentence would be that um, I am a very hardworking individual that will go out of his way to build a program and to build others around him. Appreciate that. I like the quote for you, Anthony Queeley, and then have the quotation, conjuring up some awesome offense or conjuring up something special. I like that. I like it. (laughs) I like it, man. I like it. All right, man. Well, listen, it's always good talking with you. Celebrate with the family. Be good in Lake Nona. I know I'll be down there soon enough. So, I don't know, maybe you and I will have to – go see one of your scary movies, and then maybe we can go see a movie about puppies after that. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good, man. Sounds good. All right, man. Be good, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it.